Hey, ooh, ah! Oh my God, it's movie bluffs! Wow, week after week, <laughs> time after time. Hello, and welcome back to Movie Bluffs. I'm Nate, and I'm Sarah, and we're here to talk about movies. That we are. Movies are an important part of our culture as uh, humans. Uh, yes. Art it has many forms and movies are one of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, from cult classics to classics about cults, mm. there's all kinds of movies. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to do here. <sighs> I No, but I'm here with you on this journey and this ride and I'm excited to see where it lands. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Movies move me. Oh. <gasps> How's that? Poetry. Okay, beat poet. Thank you. Okay. Beat Nick, yes. What about this one? Movies move me like they move E into the psyche of a nation. And then I, I was trying to think of a movie that has the word nation in it, but I couldn't think of one. National Treasure? <gasps> That's a movie. Okay, that would have been good. Movie. Could we have Teresa on as a guest when we review that movie? To discuss now. Oh, absolutely. She's our expert. From here on out, we will be having um, various movie experts drop in uh, to the pod to discuss mm-hmm. um, different movies that we find that we lack expertise in. Right. And that we would like them to discuss. Not our friend often, Teresa, but, but on occasion. You no, know, on occasion. Yeah. Teresa being our first guest um, sometime eventually. So, Teresa, if you're listening to this... <laughs> Surprise, you've been invited. And if you're not, you're dead to me. Listen to your friend's podcast. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. Well, movies move me to be Mm -hmm. the best I can be. Movies. Um, I think we're we're done talking about what movies mean. And we can move on to what movies are. Yeah. It's Halloween time in America. And that means that we're watching Halloween or horror-adjacent type movies. Movies. It's time to get spooky. Yeah. Let's lean into it and get spooky. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? That means this week it's Nate's turn to watch a pick of of mine, of Sarah's. And, oh, oh, baby, are we in for the best conversation ever? It's treat time. It's tree time, and do you know why? Nate, do you know why? I think I think I do know why. Do you want to... I hope you would, because you were supposed to watch the movie. Do you want to let the audience know? <laughs> we are discussing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, you mean the 1975 classic starring Tim Curry? I do mean the 1975 classic starring Tim Curry. The 1975 now deemed cult classic Mm -hmm. in America and hopefully beyond. It was a good movie when I watched it for the first time this past week. I don't know how I didn't watch it beforehand. Which is crazy to me because I've had viewings of Rocky Horror. I've been to the Shadowcast 
viewing of Rocky Horror, which for those who have seen Rocky Horror, you know what I'm talking about. Nate, I will explain it later. I read the Wikipedia. About the shadow cast? Yes. All right. Good, 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 good. We'll discuss it later for those who also are Rocky Horror virgins and don't know what what we're talking about. But it is... I'm shocked that you had not had your Rocky Horror virginity cherry popped. I don't like but that welcome. phrase, but okay. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why don't you let us know what the whole plot synopsis of Rocky Horror Picture Show is before we get into let this me, episode. Let me take you in. Let me, let's dive deep. Let's get into it. We got Brad and Janet. Mm-hmm. Janet and Brad. We open on them getting married. I mean, there's like a beginning scene that's like, oh my god, I love you, let's get married. <laughs> and then they get married. And then uh, there's a song. It's a musical movie, for those who are unaware. It's a movie musical. In fact, I want to get the exact, exact order of all the songs. Because I'm not going to remember all of them in exact order. So, here we are. Let me rewind. Here we go. So, Rocky Horror. We open on the most iconic part of the movie. It's the lips, right? Everyone knows the Rocky Horror poster. It says the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's all in dripping blood font. And then there's this beautiful pair of red lipsticked lips. And she is singing uh, science fiction double feature, which is like the opening title card, right? And we're introduced to Brad and Janet. Brad and Janet being our our lovebirds, our two main characters. And then we, we move into seeing them get married. Damn it, Janet, which is Brad's song to Janet, being like, damn it, Janet, I love you. And then it's like, ooh, ooh. And then Janet comes in. She's like, oh, Brad. And then he's like, Janet. Anyway, it's a great song. So they sing that. They're in like at the cemetery of the church. They get married. It's great. They get married. Lovely. There's like a weird, creepy couple weird, creepy dudes at their wedding. Um, And there's like a scientist. And throughout the whole movie, the scientist guy is narrating. They're driving away. They're going on their honeymoon from their wedding. And they their car breaks down. And they're like, oh, what do we do? We don't know where we're going. And then they see this big fat mansion. And they're like, we're going to go in there. So they're like, I bet they have a phone. We can call for like a tow truck. Or, you know, we can call for an Uber. Pretending this isn't the 1970s. They get led to this creepy, creepy mansion. They're like, what is going on? They meet all these weird characters. They meet a creepy maid character, a creepy butler character, whose names are all escaping me right now, which I apologize for. We hear over at the Frankenstein place as we're going there. And then we get into the castle. We meet uh, uh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff is the butler character. It's come to me. I, I remembered. Riff Raff is the butler Magenta, she's like the weird, like w- the maid-looking woman. We meet them, um, a few other unnamed, like weird people who live in the house, and and then we finally meet Doctor Frankenfurter, who is you guessed it, Tim Curry and Drag. Frankenfurter is a scientist. He's a mad scientist um, who just happens to do drag all the time. Uh, he is. In the title song, a sweet transvestite, which, an outdated term, yes. However, relevant to our conversation because it is A, the best number in the show, next to Time Warp, and B, uh, how Frankenfurter defines it themselves, himself, whatever his pronouns may be. So he's like, how'd you do I? See you met my faithful handyman. And then he starts singing, sweet transvestite. So Brad and Jen are like, this is very weird. We are in a very weird place. The, like, 
they're trapped in this big mansion. They can't get a tow truck. They can't get in touch with anyone. And they're stuck. And Frankenfurter is like putting a spell on Brad and Janet. He is like working his little sexy magic. Because, yes, folks, you guessed it. The undertone of the whole movie is sexual tension. Yeah! <laughs> so Frankenfurter is like... I would like to have sex with both of you, please. And I'd also like to have sex with the man I'm creating for myself, which you hear about in Sweet Transvestite. He's like, let's go up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. It's a great, great impression. Thank you. I tried. Are you humoring me or is it actually good? No, it's good. good. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I thought you were humoring me. (laughs) Anyway, so he's like, hey, um, I'm creating a man um oh before this is the time warp which is just like oh my god you're here we're all gonna dance it's just like a big dance number it's it's like the one that all your theater kid friends do at the halloween party and there's like the, it, i can teach all the dance if we do this just as a, a step YouTube to the video. left but you say this step, step to the left and then a step to the right and then put your hands on your hips you and put your knees, knees in tight. tight and it's the pelvic thrust. and then do the pelvic fr- pelvic thrust. see sexual tension and then you go insane, and then we do the time warp again. Really, is just a weird. It's no cha cha slide, but uh, it's better than the cha cha slide. <laughs> I just okay. mean there's not as many instructions. <laughs> You're right, cha cha slide, which is. Um, then we have a few in between songs that don't really make that much mean that much. Um, and then Rocky is or not Rocky. Frankenfurter is like, let me show you what I got going on, baby. At this point, Janet and Brad are like stripped because they were in the rain. It was storming when they came into the thing. So now they're in like their lingerie. They're like, I'm so sexy. Frankenfurter is in his uh, mad scientist costume, which has a note for the viewers who are interested. It has a, it's a green, I'm sure you've seen it if you know about Rocky Horror. It is a green, huge, like, lab coat. that It's, like, very 19, like, 60s, 70s. Um, full sleeves, the whole thing, night, like, down to the floor. And it's just got one pink upside-down triangle in the upper left uh, hand corner breast of the thing, which was a symbol uh, during World War II to denote um, gay men who were in concentration camps wow. stolen by the Nazis. I didn't even know So that's that. a little something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a big part of the culture of Rocky Horror. It's a, it's, it's very much like um, ingrained in gay culture. Um, and so that's a big part of the uh, like cosplays and the conversation around Frankenfurter and like Sweet Transvestite and like that whole identity thing, which was a huge, huge thing in the 70s. Like this movie was like, a big deal because of that. So um, I don't actually know the director, but we'll talk about that later because I would be interested to know like who the director was and why they included that. But anyway, that denotes that Frankenfurter is in fact um, somewhere in the LGBT spectrum. He says he's a transvestite, so we can only assume he dresses in, or they dress in drag because uh, they identify as a trans woman. Um, But there was no word for that at the time other than transvestite. So just so everyone is clear why we're using that term, it is in the movie. Um, anyway, Frankenfurter's like, hey, let's go look at the man I'm building, because this is basically Frankenstein, hence my name is Frankenfurter. Haha, <laughs> jokes about hot dogs and Frankenstein. Also dicks, because sexual tension. Um, we meet Rocky, who is the man that, uh, Frankenfurter is creating, and then he, uh, brings Rocky to life. Rocky is exactly what you would expect when you think of a 1980s Malibu Barbie surfer man. He is like ripped. He has um 
like blonde hair, the whole thing. He looks right? like He-Man. He's like, he looks like He-Man. He is really the idealized man in this era. Probably still. <laughs> so he brings Rocky to life. Um, and then Eddie um, is an ex-boyfriend like of Frankenfurter's, who Frankenfurter froze in his freezer because he's a mad scientist and he's a little bit nuts. So Rocky and uh, Eddie... Eddie, like, rides out on his motorcycle the second Rocky is created, basically. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're seeing another person? <laughs> what? So then Eddie rides out on his motorcycle and goes on a killing spree in, uh, in his lab and starts trying to run people over. You hear him play Hot Patootie. And then everyone's like, whoa, that was so crazy. Uh, and then Frankenfurter murders Eddie uh, because he's like, you, I've had enough of you, Eddie. Which was a big shock it's time to you, me. I was not expecting yeah, that, there to be death in this movie. and It's a it's a comedy horror. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't expect Eddie at all. You don't no. expect... There's a lot in this movie that doesn't make any sense, but it makes perfect sense because it's Rocky Horror. Right. So, yeah. So, Eddie pops out. He's like, vroom, vroom on my motorcycle. Hot patootie. Time to roll people over. Uh, Frankenfurter's like, no, my beautiful man. So, he murders Eddie with a pickaxe. Um, Columbia, I think is the character's name. She's, she like freaks out and then she like runs away. Uh, I think Columbia was also a partner of Eddie's, if I'm remembering this correctly. So, and Rocky is stupid. So he's just like, yeah, this is so funny and quirky. Look at this man on motorcycle. I dance in my undies. He, 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 he. He's also naked, partially. Because again, sex. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so after that, Frank uh, Frank Inferter's like, okay, Brad and Janet, who have been just bared witness to murder after uh, having probably, you could imagine, the worst night of their lives. Uh, he's like, Frank Inferter's like, okay, time to go to the bridal suite, guys. Like, you know what? You got to settle down. You just got to gotta just relax and be with each other. To which we have the next most iconic song in the movie, which is Touch, Touch, Touch Me. It is the best number. It is the most fun number in the movie, aside from Sweet Transvestite. Um, it's just the best. So Brad and Janet go up to their honeymoon suites, and then they're, they go to their uh, separate bedrooms because, uh, you know, decency in the 70s. I don't know. And then they're each individually visited by Frankenfurter, posing as Rocky, basically, or posing as Brad and then as Janet, rather. So he's putting on this, like, macho Rocky persona as Brad. And then he visits Brad as Janet because he does drag, or he's he's a, a trans individual. So uh, Frankenfurter has sex with both of them, uh, which I'm sure is not what they were expecting on their honeymoon. But it happens. Uh, and then Janet is like, oh, my God, Brad. This is so good. Uh, touch, touch, touch me more, please. Frankenfurt is like, can do. <laughs> and so that is very crazy. And then Janet is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe. I'm just so upset. I can't believe it just happened. And so she she discovers that it's Frankenfurt. They both do. Because um, he's not great at hiding things. So Janet's like, oh, my God. So then she wanders off. She looks for Brad. She finds Frankenfurt and both Brad. And then... uh. She goes and finds Rocky, who's, like, f- afraid because um, Riffaff has been tormenting him. And then uh, Janet has sex with Rocky. So Janet doesn't have sex with her husband, 
she just has sex with the other two people in the house who are interested in her, which is the newly created man who is dumb as a rock, but who's wearing panties and panties only, um, and Dr. Frankenberger. So that happens. And then, and then it gets weird. Then it gets weird? uh, Yeah. Well, listen, (laughs) we've been following a sort of normal-ish plot to this point, Mm -hmm. right? Boy and girl get married. Boy and girl end up in a weird, spooky scenario. It's a Halloween movie. Uh, Scary stuff happens. We're talking about Frankenstein deal. Uh, Some people have sex. That's a little weird. But, like, whatever, right? It's a little bit normal. Then it gets weird. So, Rocky goes missing. Frankenstein, or Frankenstein. Frankenfurter's like, whoa, where is Rocky? He then finds out that the narrator of the entire movie... Brad and Janet's old um, professor from back in the day has come looking for Eddie, who is his nephew, who Frankenfurter dated, who he then froze, who he then murdered this evening. So turns out the professor is like an investigator for like the government and he investigates aliens. And like that's his passion is like, alien investigation and like ufos and like sneaky 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 the government right so brad and janet like go up to this guy and they're like oh my god we haven't seen you in forever brad my professor oh my god and then frankenfurter's like this is very sus of you and i'm confused and i'm gonna accuse you of working for this weird man whose nephew i just murdered so i'm trying to cover my ass but i'm gonna yeah so he freaks out and Brad and Jenna are like, no, like, we don't have anything to do with it. Like, we have nothing to do with it. And then they find out that uh, Rocky is in the building and he's just hiding and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. So after that, we go to dinner. We have the professor. We have Brad and Janet, who are all still in their panties. Uh, Frankenfurter's there. Uh, Magenta's there. Riff Raff's there. Columbia's there. Um, and then, um, <laughs> so we go to dinner and we're eating Eddie. It's Eddie's body that we're eating because uh, Frankenfurter has murdered him and he's serving him up for dinner. Horrible twist. <laughs> Very horrible well twist. executed, but horrible twist. Amazing. But it makes so much sense. I don't know why, but everything in this movie makes perfect sense to me for these people and for this universe that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what comes next does not. So keep in mind, we've time warped. We've had sex with several people that are not our husbands or our boyfriends. We've murdered people. We've found out that people work for the government. Uh, We've created life and we've taken life away. Mm -hmm. And then after dinner, Janet is like, oh, I'm eating a person. Rocky, man who has no brain, come protect me. To which Dr. Frankenfurter freaks out. There's a, a chase ensues, and then Frankenfurter captures them in his lab, to which he transforms all of them into nude statues. He turns, he makes them naked statues. He's like, zip, zap, zap, I did it to ya. <laughs> and now you're nude, and you're made out of marble. You're welcome. He then, he, he then dresses them in cabaret costumes, uh, and then he unfreezes them. And then they do a cabaret show together mm-hmm. as if nothing else has happened. And the assumption is that Frankenfurter has them under some kind of mind control um, because Janet was just tweaking. There's no way that she would ever just be dressed up in some new panties and then just do this whole, they do a whole cabaret number. 
the um what's the music to it it's uh um, rose tint my world i believe it's like a whole number the songs are not like super memorable to be honest um so then they're doing it and they're in they're in like a stage and then they're in like a swimming pool and Frankenfurter is leading the show of course he has you should and then Riff Raff and Magenta run in and they're like we're aliens <laughs> you guessed it we're aliens so they're from the planet transsexual from the galaxy of Transylvania a callback to uh my sweet transvestite from the beginning of the movie uh, so Riff Raff and Magenta are like, we are aliens, and we are going to steal all of you and take you home. Um, they then, it, then it's, it's, it's discovered that Frankenfurter is also an alien, because uh, he gets murdered <laughs> by Riff Raff and Magenta, because he's failed. Mm-hmm. His, like, his mission to like bring people back to their planet, I guess. Uh, or to discover life on this planet, or to create life on this planet. Um, Rocky then grabs Frankenfurter, who is his father, and he, uh, kills himself. He, he, he kills himself with Frankenfurter in his arms. And then, uh, Riff Raff and Magenta are like, we'll let them go. They release, they, they release Brad, Janet, and Dr. Scott. And then they just, by, the way they release them is by lifting the castle up off the ground and floating away. It's a UFO. And then the professor and Brad and Janet are like, what the? What the hell? What? And then the narrator closes it. And, and that is that is the production. We end on this amazingly like iconic cabaret number with all of the, these beautiful photos. Songs of which are not memorable. But the, the cinematography? Oh, so memorable. And then aliens. And that's the movie. I guess it's aliens. It's always aliens. I guess it was aliens all the whole time. I Mars needs moms. <laughs> Magenta's Mars mother. Rocky Horror Picture. So that is show. my yeah. Very, Rocky Horror very, Picture very show. good. Um Yes. So here are my thoughts. Uh having watched it for We'd the love to hear for them. the first time. I, I have about four mm-hmm. sticky notes worth of notes. Probably won't get to oh, all right. of them because half of them you already kind of covered. Um so first of all, the first number, damn it, Janet. Or the second number, sorry. Um Brad is so awkward. Yeah. And like at first I'm like, does he not wanna be with Janet? Like what's up? But you know, it's it's very weird vibes. <sighs> Time Warp, um, the song based... Because, like, I've heard the song many times. I've heard a lot of these songs many times growing right. up just because they're unavoidable at this point. Time Warp came so out of left field. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I thought there would be more context within the show than there was mm-hmm. hearing it at, like, parties and stuff. There wasn't. It was just a fun little dance. For the Transylvania Convention, I guess. Here's the thing. This movie is so horny. <laughs> it is yeah. so horny. And it was scary to me. These are these are all just random random thoughts. Okay. 
So the narrator is in the cast described as a criminologist. He is not the same person as Dr. Scott, which I thought was weird because I was like, who is this guy? What's he doing? You know, I guess he's Mm -hmm. trying to solve the mystery of of these people who got abducted and probed by aliens, I guess. So Brad and Janet get engaged. Brad and Janet go on a little uh, trip. They're driving. The car uh, breaks down. Brad's like, I'm going to go check it out. We get a real hand hook car door creepypasta scenario where it's like, they're definitely, you know, something bad's going to happen, right? Um, something bad does happen. They get trapped in the mansion. Um, apparently, the criminologist is in the mansion that they go to that is the UFO. But nobody talks about that. And I don't know. Who like he's out Wait, of the he's story. In the he's, man- in, he's inside of the mansion during the song they sing while they're standing on the outside of the mansion talking about the mansion. There's like a window open and the the criminologist right. narrator guy is in the you mansion. You know, I think the criminologist Oh no no no, never mind. I'm thinking of the live never mind. Ignore what I'm saying. Keep going. So anyway, um so they go in, they knock on the door, they're like, Brad is like obscenely optimistic so he like sticks his hand out immediately to this stranger and the stranger is like riffraff is like come in <laughs> and so they both just go in uh and then the time warp happens again and janet faints like five times and then they meet my boy tim very very cool song there how'd you do i <laughs> i love the way he sings it's very fun eddie when he came out Eddie is played by uh, a man known as Meatloaf, who who is a very popular yes. singer mm-hmm. in the seventies. And I mean, he's he exists still, so I get. But he gave me big Jack Black vibes. <laughs> I feel like Jack Black could play him in a remake. Well, they did a live action remake a couple years ago. Well, was Jack Black on Fox? In it? I don't. I'm gonna look that up. It's a good question. I don't think it was Jack Black, if I remember correctly. Jack Black would have been a good choice. And like, I don't know. He's got his like fucking hog he's riding. Mm -hmm. I was confused because we hadn't met Eddie up until this point. And so I had no idea who this guy was or why he was in the freezer. It wasn't until I read the Wikipedia page that I learned that half of his brain was taken to make the beefcake. Rocky. Rocky. Then, you know, Janet and Brad, they get seduced. They get tricked by uh, Frankenfurter. They get tricked and they get bamboozled. And the fact that the the lines in each of their seduction scenes are almost exactly the same is a very cool touch. Like, I thought it was very funny that it was like, you're not Brad. You're not Janet. And then Frankenfurter's like, do you want me to be? Or whatever. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) They're like, okay. And so then Janet is like, I can't believe I did that. So she goes up to the lab and she sees brad and frankenfurter and she's like so betrayed even though she did exactly the same thing and then she goes and has sex with rocky in the bucket and is like in the bucket touch me uh which is a good song it is a bop unfortunately i did first hear it on glee so it was not the glee version matthew morrison should be sentenced to death for his crimes against humanity Frankly, <laughs> I would second that. Yes, I would second that. Not, yeah. That's 
I'm sorry that Glee tainted it. it Watching any Glee mm-hmm. anything taints that's, the original. That's so true. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I did enjoy the movie, and I did some research on this, you know, on the Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. The costume designs of this movie and, like, the hair and the makeup, it's all so fantastic. And Isn't it so good? The costume designer mentioned that she didn't really do any research on, like, she, like, she didn't watch any sci-fi movies or anything. She just kind of did it. And honestly, that makes that. it so much better. Just That's like, amazing. Because it's it's literally just the vision of the writing. Mm-hmm. It's literally just mm-hmm. the vision of the writers and the directors. And so... And, and the characters. Influential That's... to, like, all of the countercultures that came out of that era. Yes. Seriously. I mean, I have a whole Frankenfurter costume in my closet. Yeah. I have every... Pe- and not intentionally, <laughs> but I have it all. And I've thought about it for years. There you go. To follow up with your question earlier about has Jack Black played uh, Eddie, I don't know if he has, but in the live... They did... Because Fox originally produced this movie, so Fox did it in 2016. So a lot... I, I vividly remember when it came out because I was so mm-hmm. excited because Laverne, uh, Laverne Cox played Frankenfurter. Oh, yeah. Which was really exciting at the time because I, I mean, still is because I love Orange is the New Black and I love Laverne Cox. Anyway, it was Adam Lambert as Eddie. Adam Lambert of American Idol and now Queen fame. Do you know what I'm talking about? He he now tours with Queen, and he okay. in the I've definitely role heard of Freddie him. Mercury. Oh, you would definitely know him if you saw him because because Eddie's song is Hot Patootie is like a pretty big number, and Adam Lambert mm-hmm. is very much like a tenor, like that makes like sense. belty, screechy. It's um, a good cast. For the character, I think. Definitely more Jack Black vibes than Adam Lambert. So the alien twist caught me way off guard. It was very surprising. Yeah, tell me, tell me about your thoughts about that. Because um, I had heard before, like before I watched this, just because it is ingrained in pop culture, I had heard that the, the reference to transsexual Transylvania was actually coordinates of the planet transsexual in the galaxy Transylvania, which is no offense, the stupidest thing that I have ever heard. (laughs) It's just like, so out of like, okay, fine. They're aliens. And for some reason their planet is transsexual and their galaxy is a country that already exists on earth. Like fine, (laughs) fine, like fine. I'm fine with it. Honest, nothing wrong with that, but it is. If we have to have that. It's that's valid. So it was a weird. The whole I think you could argue the whole movie is weird. Oh yeah, I don't think that makes it oh, bad. Sure. But the whole movie is is very I, weird. And I hate that I kind of thought this, but honestly, like this movie has a, a lot of. I mean, it's a cult. It's a midnight movie, right? It's a mm-hmm. cult classic because of the absurdity of the fact that like a lot of the scenes don't really make sense. A lot of the ordering of events doesn't really make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And so in that way, it does feel kind of like when I was forced to watch Faithful Findings, although <laughs> way better than that. I keep handing you these these out of left field mm-hmm. movies, man. Mm-hmm. You got to jump on board, baby. We keep coming back <laughs> to the same themes, right? We've got mm-hmm. mad scientists. We've got crea- sexy creations. Always. We've got <laughs> aliens. <Flubbers>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you a second <laughs> I was like <laughs> I like that you're likening Rocky to Flubber yeah. and it dance. completely makes sense it does mm-hmm. because Rocky has rock hard abs and pecs mm-hmm. and muscles and Flubber has the most bouncy ass the juiciest of asses they are equivalent <laughs> um so yeah yes. aliens Sure, why not? 
Um, and then there was a pool orgy, which yeah. was a, it, the way they shot it was neat because like there was a camera under the water, there was a camera over the water, but also I was scared that I would drown just watching it. Like, <laughs> listen, yeah, I'm listening. sex in a pool sounds terrifying. Sex with five people in a pool. In a pool. I feel like I would, I would be dead. I would die immediately. Here's- and here's the thing, too, is that they were all treading water, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. It, like, I, they couldn't. They, it was touch the deep end. The bottom. <laughs> and as a former lifeguard and swim instructor in a previous life of mine, let me tell you, treading water, while it's not hard, it's a. I, you could not have sex and yeah. tread at once. It's I hard enough. You. It's hard enough to tread water that I can't also be horny at the same time. Like I'm <laughs> right. either trying to survive or I'm having or, sex. Yeah, <laughs> not both at once. It's you. We humans only do two things: survive and have sex. I think we just basically earned a psychology degree. Yeah, in that one sentence. Basically, and then they all get mind controlled to go into the pool and have sex, and then. The um, scientist, Dr. Scott, who is in a wheelchair, was also turned into a statue, but he didn't get to be in the cabaret show. He was still a statue. And then he got turned into a regular person again. He was like, what the fuck is going on? And then he noticed all of them doing the orgy in the pool. And he was like, I got to I got to put an end to this. And then his legs suddenly had like fishnets and heels. And he was like, I'm going to dance now. But he didn't get out of his wheelchair. Which was interesting. No, and then uh, the two siblings, um, Riff Raff and Magenta, come in and they're like, "We're leaving," and Frankenfurter's like, "No," and then he does a little song and dance, and then Riff Raff is like, "I meant just the two of us. We're killing you," and then he was mm-hmm. like, "No," and then um, Columbia tries to buy Frankenfurter some more time by screaming and letting them <laughs> yep. kill her first and then Frankenfurter tries tries climbing up the curtain and then he gets yeah. shot and killed and then Rocky cries about it and then Janet and Brad and Dr. Scott all get kicked out of the ship and the ship takes off without him and then the movie's over and then we hear we hear some good songs fiction double feature yeah again it really is a good movie i like it a lot um, I'm glad I saw it. And yeah, that's that's my review. So that's after review. after the break, we'll talk about where we're going to place it on the ranking of movie lists, which scale. Sarah said will be available to view at some point on the Internet. Probably that it will. It will be available to view on our Twitter. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. Nice to speak to you again. Long time no see. Or long time no hear. (laughs) So on our Twitter, we tweeted, It's spooky season, so we want to know, What are you going for... What are you going as for indoor Halloween this year? Indoor Halloween being COVID-safe celebration within your own social bubble. So, in the ad break, since we have no sponsors, we're going to discuss those costume suggestions with you and i'm going to rank them one out of ten for creativity and if i like them this is exclusively my rating scale and it means nothing one of our viewers alexander quote tweeted us and said 
gonna buy a papoose and put a bag of sugar in it and be a sugar daddy. That is clever. I'm gonna give that a 7 out of 10 for clever. And papoose is an interesting word choice. Thinking you might want to go with a baby Bjorn there, man. Uh, who's this? But at Sarah underscore Weetisha. Your own... Your own podcast host. Wow. She said, I'm going as Queen Stevie Nicks, Queen Freddie Mercury, and Queen Trixie Mattel. Literally just with my roommates and my two other friends who are all having three separate days just so we can dress up three separate times within our social bubble. Wow, Sarah. That sounds really exciting. I think you can pull off all of those. Thanks, Sarah. I can. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Our friend Audrey quoted and said, Communist Manifest Ho is my main costume this year, and I'm very excited. I'm also excited, Audrey. I am thrilled to see Communist Manifest Ho, and I cannot wait to see you tear it up on the dance floor with your... It's something in a sickle. I know that much. Anyway, 10 out of 10. And then our last friend... It's a hammer. Mia. Hammer and sickle. Uh, it's hammer and sickle. Thank you. And then our last friend, Mia, quoted and said, Hot Futch Vampire. Need I say more? You need 10 a- out of 10. Thank wow. you for your Halloween costume suggestions and sharing. And uh, welcome back to the pod. Yeah, those those all sounded great, the last few that i heard um, thank you this ad just blended right back in yeah really nice. seamless i'm i'm yeah i'm glad um, yeah ah. it's great being sponsored by me oh yeah well we're back welcome back and to the pod from the ad break welcome back to the pod the seamless transition seamless seamless transition so i'm curious i had mentioned in my very <laughs> overly detailed and needlessly long description of Rocky Horror, who the director of this, and the writers, I guess, of the movie were, because, um, the, uh, because of a lot of things, because this movie is a mess, and I love it so much, because it is just a perfect mess, um, and also because of the upside down triangle on Rocky, or on Rocky, on, uh, Frankenfurter's lab coat, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm gonna look that up. So, in the production section of the Wikipedia, it says, under concept and development, uh, Richard O'Brien, who is the writer, was living as an unemployed actor in London during the early 1970s. He wrote most of the Rocky Horror Show during one winter just to occupy himself. Um, It says he wanted to combine elements of the unintentional humor of B-horror movies, portentous dialogue of schlock horror, schlock horror, I guess that's a genre, um, Steve Reeves muscle flicks and 50s rock and roll into his musical which is just so much yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just so much all at once and I just I love it it's great uh, O'Brien conceived and wrote the play uh, set against the backdrop the backdrop of the glam era that had manifested itself during the popular British culture of the 1970s and Brian, O'Brien states that glam rock allowed me to be myself more the costuming makeup and props are crazy you already mentioned that Oh, here's what we can talk about, the cult following. So what do you know about the cult following of Rocky Horror? Um, it is very gay um, mm-hmm. in the best way, which is the only way. Um, which is the only way. It's, 
it really is like so horny. Yeah. But like in a good anarchist way. Yep. It's very cool. Um, these are all descriptive words of, of what I know about the cult following. No, what I, I was just curious because the cult following is very big here in Michigan, which is where Nate and I are from. Um, and one of the big things of the cult following, obviously it's very popular amongst theater kids. It's a very like, um, open-minded movie. It showcases a lot of ranges of like places on the gender of sexual, uh, on the spectrum of sexuality and gender. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and not only that, but it's just so, it's just, so, it's a musical and we love it. Um, but it's pretty big here in Michigan because of the shadow cast, which is a huge, huge part of this cult following. So let me just explain to you like what the shadow cast is, right? So it always runs through like the fall season. So like through September through um, like the end of October through Halloween. Usually there is one somewhere in a major city uh, across the U.S. on Halloween or around the weekend of Halloween. Um, I know usually there's one in Detroit um, around Halloween. We did one at our university two years ago that I was involved with for a student group that I'm in. Um, that was like the week before Halloween. So the Rocky Horror Shadow Cast. What is a shadow cast, right? So it is Rocky Horror will play behind you. The movie will play on a big, huge screen. And the shadow cast is an ensemble of artists that act out the movie while it's playing. So it's like you're watching two movies in one, but one is live and people are singing and dancing. So a lot of times the cast will actually sing the songs. They will do a production to it. They'll do a dance. They'll they'll be dressed up in costume. Um, It's really fun. And then they also serve as the people who cue the audience to participate in the callbacks. And then they use their props and stuff that they're given at the beginning of the of the show. So what do you think of that? Because that's the big thing. A shadow cast, if you like Rocky Horror, it is the best thing possible. It combines theater. It combines musicals. It combines movies. It combines every it com- its audience participation. It's literally everything you could want in an evening, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely sounds fun. Um, I think it's interesting how much this, like the cult following of this movie influenced the cult following of The Room. I read about that a little bit on the Wikipedia Mm -hmm. that like the the shadow cast and like the, the prop callbacks and, and the, the participatory stuff is very interesting because it's like The Room came out in like 2002 and people were like, people were like, we already did this for Rocky Horror. Let's do the same thing for this sh- other shitty movie. Not other shitty yeah. movie. This shitty movie that is not Rocky Horror, which is not a shitty movie. It's not a shitty movie. You're right. That's my official yeah, review. I... <laughs> my official review, Rocky Horror, not a shitty movie. I'll go on a limb. I'll say it's a great movie. It really is. But we can discuss that down the line. Of course. Um, but yeah, I heard that in the room that people were like, like when uh, what's his face goes, hey Lisa, like that people would say that in the mm-hmm. theater, especially like when the disaster artist came out, like everyone would participate. Oh hi Mark. Too. Oh hi Mark. Yeah. Oh, I love that type of stuff. So there is a whole website called RockyHorror.com, and there is something called a Virgin's Guide for first timers. Um. So it talks about the shadow cast, what you need, and here's what you need for the prop list. So the shadow cast will always cue you, um, and then everyone around you will obviously know what they're doing because most of the time a shadow cast um, audience member is not a first-time fender. 
They are repeat offenders because you go back every year because they're so fun. Unfortunately, this year, I don't know if any of that are happening because COVID, obviously. So hopefully next year. Um, but here's your basic props. You need rice um, in the beginning of the mm-hmm. wedding scene. You need newspapers. You hold up your head when they're in the storm like Janet does. You need water pistols to spray the audience for the rain, <laughs> for when they get caught in the rain. Um, you need, like, a candle, a flashlight, like, a lighter um, for during, like, when uh, they say there's a light in the song there over Frankenstein's place. You need to light the theater up. You need rubber gloves when uh, Frankenfurter puts his rubber gloves on with his pearls and his coat. Um, you need noisemakers, like the, the hands that clap back and forth, or like, uh, one of those things that goes, woo, like that you blow into, um, after the end of, uh, Frankenfurter's creation speech. You need confetti. You need, the big one is toilet paper and popcorn. Um, when Dr. Scott enters the lab and says, great Scott, you throw toilet paper, preferably Scott's brand toilet paper. Obviously. So random. Because we're all psycho theater kids who watch this it's so fun um you bring toast or bread whatever um when uh frankenfurter proposes a toast at dinner you throw toast into the air um and then you hit people with it uh ideally a party hat because frank puts a party hat on um a lot of times people wear a party hat as a bra and also one on their head which is fun um you need a bell you need a deck of cards, which you throw. And it also says here, that you, I've never seen this done, but you need hot dogs and prunes when they are mentioned in the movie. But I have never seen that because that sounds like it could get very messy. People normally will throw popcorn around that time. It's towards the end of the movie. Cool. So, yes, there's your full extensive enhanced list from RockyHorror.com, of what you will need when it is no longer the nightmare year of 2020, and we can all go see a shadow cast again. So, and almost everyone always dresses up. The entire time I was watching, like the background characters, I was like, "Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I want to incorporate." But that people into my will style. do that too, because imagine how many like gay men come up as dressed up as Frank Inverter. Like so many people come dressed as Frank. So it's I I find it to be more exciting when someone comes dressed up as like. Some random person who's in the audience when they're bringing it's Rocky to life. Just the aesthetic so is, yeah, great aesthetic, punk. Yes, you know, anarchy. Uh, it's beautiful. Sexual liberation. It's all very cool. Um, it is, and I'm a big and for the time too. Oh yeah, the seventies. The seventies. It came out in seventy five, I think, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen seventy five. Very unbrand. Sexual liberation. Very racial liberation. Feminism. Feminism, um, uh, LGBT liberation, all of it. Trans rights. All of it. It's all good. Yeah. This movie, Rocky Horror Picture Show, is a good one. Where is it going to go on our list, our ranked list of movies, which currently consists of, in order from worst to best, Faithful Findings. Faithful Findings. Um, I, I don't have the list in front of me. Do you have the list? Yes, I do. Can you read it, please? <laughs> yeah, I was about to rewrite it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm writing it down right now. So it's Fateful Findings. Uh, HSM is at the top. Mm-hmm. Flubber is right in the middle. Yeah. We've got um, Night of the Museum is in between Flubber mm-hmm. and HSM. And Scooby-Doo is between Flubber and Fateful Findings. So in order, 
our current movie ranking list from worst to best is Fateful Findings, the Scooby-Doo live-action movie, Flubber, right smack dab in the center, Night at the Museum, and High School Musical at the very top as the best. Can I go out on a limb? Yeah, of course. I think this is better than High School Musical. Now, this presents an interesting, interesting little thought from from my little head. Rocky Horror Picture Show is by far the most not safe for work movie we've watched so far. It is rated R. It is incredibly sexually explicit. There's like four sex scenes. There's so many uses of the word fuck. Um, Mm -hmm. And because of this, it does feel a lot different than the other couple movies we've watched, which have been family classics, High School Musical, Night at the Museum, Flubber, etc., are all very child-oriented movies. Now, I do yeah, think yeah, for sure. it is better than High School Musical. For mm-hmm. sure. Which would mean that our worst movie and our best movie currently are both more adult-themed and adult-oriented movies. And they are both semi-cult classics, one definitely more valid than the other, um, yeah, <laughs> but it's just interesting to think about the fact that Neil Breen's Faithful Findings was, was the mm-hmm. last movie we watched that was so not family friendly. And then Rocky Horror right. Picture Show is also not family friendly, but like in another direction. In a different sense. Maybe I'm Absolutely. just rambling, but. No, I get it though. But this also makes sense to me in that, like, I don't think we would ever put, I don't, I don't think our list would ever end in in like our, this podcast universe with the best being a nostalgic childhood classic. For sure, yeah. You know, nostalgia's nice. I love all of our movies we're watching from our childhood. You know, we're going to keep mm-hmm, watching mm-hmm. them. But I, I am not surprised that the top and the bottom are movies that are for adults. Yeah. Because there's no way I, you know, could rank something from my childhood to be beneath a nightmare like fateful fingers. And I definitely think as this podcast goes on, we will get less and less childhood oriented movies because we will eventually run out of nostalgic childhood films and have to move on to stuff that we've seen more recently. Um, right. There's no way we have infinite childhood memories. So you would also rate Rocky Horror above High School Musical yes. on this pink sticky note. Of We're putting listings. it on the list above High School Musical. The top two are currently wow. musicals. Something wow, that says a lot about us. Makes sense. Though. I think it does say a lot about us, for better or for worse. <laughs> I hope for for better. Now, speaking of Tim Curry. Speaking of Tim Curry. Speaking of Tim Curry, he obviously made a lot of movies, <laughs> and obviously. is still made. I don't know if he's still. I know he's still alive. He, but I don't know if he's still making he is. movies. He was the last thing that I know he was in was the Fox. Um, reboot of Rocky Horror. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he was... In 20... He was the narrator. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, another one of his movies that I remember watching as a child or as a teen or whatever was Clue, based on the hit board game, which is a wild sentence. Imagine today <laughs> making a movie based on a board game. Imagine making a movie based on, like, Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. That's or like Secret Hitler or something like that. That's you know what, what I mean? Clue is. It takes the general premise of the board game, assigns character tropes, assigns plot twists, 
and then is like, here you go, make a movie. And they do make a movie. A movie, they did it. in fact, with three different endings. This movie ran in theaters, Clue, and every time it ran, there was a chance that it would have a different ending. I forgot you told me that. That is so crazy. And the DVD re-release included all three endings. And it, it had an option for watch it with this ending, watch it with this ending, watch it with this ending, or surprise me. No way! And that kind of novelty is is truly astounding to me. So I might have to find a family video somewhere near us that is still mm-hmm. open and exists. Mm-hmm. And I might have to rent Clue for the dollar yeah. it is. Because that is such a novelty. It really oh is. Oh my god. Marvel thinks that they got like the world shut down, locked they they got, you know, Hollywood unlocking key because they got these after credit scenes. Try Clue in nineteen eighty five with three English. different scenes. That is so crazy. It's a vi- and and it's also cool because like the entire rest of the movie is unedited and unaltered. It's just the reveal of who the killer was. That is a different scene. So every there's time. just so there's, there's that is clues, so crazy. There's, there's setups to everything that makes all three of them work. It's very cool, and I'm very excited to talk about it next week. I'm definitely gonna Bluffs. have to. I'm very excited to watch this movie. That's that's it. our show. And how'd you do? I we see you've met our fateful podcast, and I'll leave you with that. Very cool. Mess. Very cool. Well, thank Thank you you. again for listening if you're listening. Thank you for watching if you're watching. I'm Nate. And I'm Sarah. Bye. See ya. Wait, I have an idea. Okay. You're still listening? (gasps) After we said goodbye? Oh, no. What? What a crazy... You rascal. Well, you're in for a Movie Bluffs after credits. We did an after credits scene. After credits scene. Yay. Yeah. We're going to do the time warp together. Okay, Tony Stark. Go off with the after credits. Yes. All right. Ready, y'all? We're going to do it. So if you're listening, Mm -hmm. great. Do it with us. If you're on a walk, do it while you're walking. If you're in the car, park the car. Or better yet... Just drive while doing the moves. Yeah, but don't hurt yourself. If you're in your bedroom while folding laundry, do it while you're folding your laundry. If you're in the shower, please don't slip and dive, but please dance. And without further ado, we present to you... Let's do the the time time warp again. again. It's just a jump to the left. Jump to the left. Do, and And then a step step to to the right. Put your hands on your hips. on your hips. And put your knees in time. And it's a pelvic thrust. And really it drives you insane. insane. Let's, Let's do, do the time, time warp again. again. And then I faint like Janet does so uh-huh. many times in that song. And then I um, strip and all of a sudden I'm Rocky.